0: Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, I guess it's an honor and a privilege to be able to share some words about my father-in-law, Rabbi Ganz. I guess I might get a little emotional uh, speaking about him, but if um, I can share some of my thoughts and experiences that I've had with him, and maybe certain perspectives on his life, hopefully we can uh, all learn some really, really important lessons. And that should hopefully be a big schuss for um, Rabbi Gantz. So I'd like to begin by um, reading a uh, little passage from uh, Rabbi Gantz's book, The Defining Humanity. Actually uh, reading what um, his rabbi, Rabbi uh, Hanach Leibowitz had mentioned about his Sefer and about him as a person in, his, uh, in the introduction to the book. So he says, my student, Rabbi Dov Beresh Gan Shlita is one of the distinguished students of our yeshiva, outstanding in Torah and fear of Hashem. Aside from directing a yeshiva and occupying himself with the sacred work day and night, with great sacrifice, he draws hearts close to Torah in the proper manner, through pleasing classes built on our Masorah on the issues of Chachmas muster and the principles of Das, which over the years have influenced many people to go in the path of Torah. So he's really describing his student in a very, very special kind of way. He's describing him as a distinguished student of the yeshiva outstanding in Torah and fear of Hashem, And he describes a lot of what he used to do with his life over the course of many years. He directed yeshiva. He occupied himself with very special work of trying to reach um, many of the Jewish people and give them an opportunity to get closer to Hashem. And he drew people's hearts close to Torah in the proper manner. Through pleasing classes built on the Messorah from his Rebbe. So those are all really, really special uh, traits. You know, it's not so easy to become someone who has a lot of Yerashimayim, a lot of fear of heaven. It's not so easy to become someone who has really learned how to delve the depths of the Torah in a very special manner. And it's certainly not so easy to know how to teach Torah to others in a pleasing and proper manner. Um, If I could read something that, you know, that someone had written today that describes a little bit of what uh, Rabbi Gans was like. He said he was a teacher, a rabbi, and a gentle soul. Um, certainly being a teacher and a rabbi and a gentle soul really worked well together in a very, very special way. His main focus in life was serving Hashem and doing the right and proper and honest thing in any given situation. Certainly to do the right and proper and honest thing in some situations is a lot easier than doing the right and proper and honest thing in uh, any given situation. None of us are perfect, but he certainly had that as the theme of his life. So when I think about you know, Rabbi Gans, I think about my father-in-law and I can think about really so many things to talk about. But what I tried to do is to really think about what was really behind a lot of his behaviors. Because really all of us, all of our lives are different. Each and every one of us has a different situation in life, our personalities, our challenges, and our opportunities are all unique and different. And to really try to mimic behaviors is really not necessarily such a productive thing to do. But what I tried to think about is, what really made him tick? Like what was really behind a lot of his accomplishments in life? And what came to my mind was really that I think of him as someone who's like someone whose desire was to be an Evid Hashem and to do the right thing. And we all want to do that. And hopefully we all are able to do that in a very deep manner. But that was definitely something that stood out to me is that he really, really deeply wanted to be a servant of Hashem and to do the right thing in every situation. He felt like that was his job, that was his responsibility, is to do what Hashem wanted him to do, and to do that which was right in every situation. He felt like, in a very deep way, he felt like that was his job, that was his responsibility. It was also his opportunity, his chus, and it was something he was very proud of when he was able to be able to feel like, I'm doing the right thing, I'm trying to do my best to do the right thing in this situation. Now, we all want to do that, but there's so many levels of depth to how committed we are and how special we feel, how much of a sus do we feel like it is when we've done the right thing, as opposed to sometimes feeling like I'm doing the right thing because you got to do the right thing, as opposed to feeling like this is an opportunity. It's something I should be proud of. It's something I feel like it's uh, such a great um, way to live my life. So to have that balance of feeling, I feel so responsible to do it. And I also feel like this is such an opportunity. I feel like he understood that his job as an evet of Hashem, his job of someone who wants to follow Hashem's ways was to discover the true word of Hashem and to follow the instructions of Hashem as it was truly instructed by Hashem. So again, the idea is, My job is to serve Hashem. How do I find out what Hashem wants? It's really to honestly try to figure out what does Hashem really want me to be doing? He felt like the way to do that is by studying the Torah in an honest kind of way, to study chazal, you know, the words of our rabbis throughout all the different generations in an honest way, and really try to learn from the chazal, from our rabbis, what the rabbis are teaching us You know what Hashem really wants from us, because in a way we all have a sense of what we feel like is right and wrong in life. But if we really want to be a servant of God and we really want to figure out, like, what's truly the right thing to do. So Hashem gave us a formula for how to figure out what the right thing is to do. He gave us a Torah and he told us that we should use the words of Chazal, the words of our rabbis throughout the generations to try to use what they've taught us as our way of finding out what they um, are teaching us, what Hashem really is asking us to do. In addition to that, he felt like it's not just reading the words of our rabbis, but it's reading the words of the rabbis throughout the generations through the means of the misorah from your own personal rabbi. So in a way he felt like, you know, the same way when you walk into a job and you ask the uh, employer, so how do I discover what you want from me on a daily basis? And the employer gives us a very specific formula that you got to follow this formula and when you follow this formula, that's how you should figure out what your responsibilities are. So the formula that he understood as taught to him through his rabbeim was that Hashem gave us the Torah. Hashem gave us, Hashem gave us the Torah in a way which is supposed to be understood through our great rabbis throughout the generations to carefully analyze what the rabbis have taught us throughout the generations through the eyes of your own personal Rebbe and how he taught us how to understand the ways of the Torah. That's my job. And if that's my job, then all I have to do is work hard to do my best to discover how do I do my best to figure out what my job is and how do I do my best to fulfill my job in any given situation. So he understood that in order to really try to figure out what Rashi is telling us about what Hashem wants from us, anyone who knew Rabbi Ganz at all knew that his commitment to really reading the words very carefully and to try to uh, get a sense, what is Rashi telling me, not what am I telling Rashi, was such an important thing to him. And I feel like it wasn't just because he had some sort of commitment to some concept of trying to make sure that his pshat was really mochoruch in Rashi. But he felt like the way that Hashem is teaching us what we should be doing in life is by reading the words of Rashi carefully. Because Rashi knows better what Hashem wants from us than we know about what Hashem wants from us. So if my job is to really try to find out in an honest way what Hashem wants from us, I really have to read the words of Rashi and try to figure it out backwards. Try to see what is Rashi telling me about what Hashem wants from us. He had a strict commitment to really make sure that he spoke to his rabbeim over the years to try to really get a sense of how they could clarify to him what Hashem is really teaching him. If I really want to know what does God really want from me and I want to be honest, so am I going to really rely on my own judgment or am I going to do the best that I can in order to try to decipher more clearly what Hashem really wants from me? So he understood the words of Hashem are very powerful, they're beautiful, they're inspiring. They're desi- designed to help us develop ourselves to be similar to Hashem and to be a Baal Midos. He understood that each and every one of us is programmed to connect to the words of Hashem in a very meaningful kind of way. So uh, we all know that, uh, anyone who knew Rebbe personally, I see that uh, you know some of us here, Um, that are listening in, you know, were direct students of Rabbi Gans and anyone who knew him at all had the recognition of how he can see any Jewish person and have a recognition that if you just read the words of the Torah in a very clear kind of way together and really try to delve the depths of the Torah, he understood very clearly that Hashem gave the Torah to each and every one of us in a way that we can be programmed to connect to those words of the Torah and to help ourselves develop a meaningful connection to Hashem and to the right way of life through just reading and studying the words of the Torah. He understood that when we follow the words of Hashem, we're gonna be zochet to tremendous help from Hashem. And a lot of this came from that kind of understanding. If Hashem is telling you that I created you for a purpose and you're doing your best to fulfill that purpose, don't we think Hashem is gonna help us If Hashem is telling us, I'm sending you on this mission, your mission is to do A, B, and C, and you're doing your best to fulfill that mission. So he had a very clear understanding that it doesn't really matter what else is happening in life. If I'm trying to do this mission, Hashem is with me. And it's all that we can, and it's all we need to really focus on. So when we think about his life, you know, there's so many different aspects of his life that I was involved in, and many more that I wasn't involved in. But that which I was able to uh, observe and to be part of, I was able to recognize that, you know, this general idea of the recognition of Hashem gave us a mission, Hashem gave us a formula for how we should understand the mission, and Hashem gave us a formula for how we should fulfill that mission. It was something that was very, very clear to him. So in a way, when we stop and really reflect on our own lives, or we f- reflect on life in general, if we want to try to think about how would a person remain dedicated to doing the right thing despite the variety of challenges that we all face in life? So we know Hashem created the world in a way where each and every one of us is climbing our own mountain. And every human being is created in that kind of manner where life is challenging, life is tough. There are many different things that really um, challenge us and really try to draw us away from being the right kind of person. And if we're looking you know, both forward and backward, looking forward, how am I going to make sure that I try to do my best to be the best person that I could be you know, through the rest of my life? And when we look back at the times that we have been able to really make sure that we overcame the challenges in order to do the right thing in life, so there are certain aspects that we'll probably recognize that there were certain things that really helped us through it. I feel like one of the things that help us, one aspect of this formula is that we need to have the confidence that we have a proper understanding of what's right and wrong. Because if we have a sense that I'm not really so sure what's right and wrong to begin with, and it's much more convenient to not necessarily do um, a certain behavior, it's going to be really hard to stand up and make sure that we do what's truly right. Because we're not really so convinced to begin with that we're going to, that, that which we think might be right is really right. And it's a lot less convenient to do it. So we have all kinds of biases that will pull us away from doing what's right. So, in order to really stand up for what's truly right, we have to have a reason to feel confident that we have a good understanding of what's actually right. We have to have a passion and a dedication to do the right thing in general. And we have to have a passion and a dedication to certain specific things specifically. If we're not really so passionate about the right thing, even if we have a sense that this is really the right thing to do, but when it becomes inconvenient to do the right thing, so I might be pretty convinced and I might have the first step where I'm pretty confident this is the right thing, but I'm not really so passionate about doing the right thing to begin with. And even if overall we're passionate to do the right thing, if we don't have a specific passion for the specific, such as honesty, integrity, compassion, and really all the different specific mitos that we want to develop. So then we're going to end up really being swayed by all the different challenges that we have in life. So I would say step one is we have to have the confidence that we know what's right. Step two is we have to have the passion and dedication to really doing what's right. I think a third thing that we really need is we need the willingness to look for guidance and chizak throughout our lives because none of us are really strong enough or wise enough to really face the challenges of life based on our own confidence and our own strength. We're not really wise enough to really see beyond our own biases. And we're not really wise enough to really see a true picture of life and to really have a true understanding of what's really right and wrong. So we have to have a willingness and an openness to really look for advice, and not only to look for advice, but to look for chizok throughout our lives. And when we have that willingness and openness to look both for the chizuk, the encouragement, and for the guidance in our lives, we're much more capable of really facing the different challenges. And I think the fourth element is that we need to have an ability to understand what's right in each subjective situation. Because even if we have a general understanding of right and wrong, and we have a passion for both doing the right thing, and we have a passion for integrity, and we have a passion for the different individual midos, and even if we have a willingness to look for guidance in chizok, every situation, every person is so unique and so different that if we don't have the ability to really understand what's right in each given situation, it's gonna be very, very hard to apply all the concepts properly. However, if we wanna put these different elements together, we may need a reason to trust that we understand what's right and wrong. It sounds like a really tough thing, you know. if we're not so arrogant and we're really recognizing for ourselves that how are we supposed to ever know what's really right? And if we're not really so confident, we're gonna be swayed by all the different uh, challenges in every situation. And how are we gonna have the willingness and openness to really reach out and look for guidance? And how are we gonna develop that passion and dedication to do the right thing all the time? And how are we gonna have the ability to understand what's uniquely appropriate in every given situation? So I think in a way, when you think about some of the elements of the formula that I feel like um, Rabbi Gans represented, so any of us who knew him in somewhat of a personal kind of way, If we recognize then the way the formula is very simple. In a way, if our goal in life is I wanna do that which is what Hashem wants me to do. And how do I figure out what Hashem wants me to do? I might not always get the right answer, but my job is to do the best that I can to look to the Torah and to look to the teachings of the Torah and to look to the teachings of the Torah the way that my rabbeim have taught me. And if that's what I'm doing, then I could be pretty confident, not necessarily that I got the right answer, but I have the confidence that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this given situation. My job is to read the Torah. My job is to read the Chazal. My job is to try to figure out to the best of my capacity, what my rabbeim have taught me to do in this given situation. And I may not know whether or not I'm getting the answer right, but I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in a very clear way. So any of us who knew Rabbi Gans knew that that's really what his goal was. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to get the answer to what's the right thing in this given situation based on what I understand that I've been taught from the Torah, based on what I've been taught, you know, both through the Torah itself, the different commentaries, the different mafarshim, based on what my Rebbe has told me. And if I don't know, and I'm still not so confident, I'm very willing and open to really calling someone up. You know, whether it was his great rebbe, it's not so hard to have a willingness. You know, to call one of the greatest uh, people of your generation. But even when his rebbe wasn't around, you know, he was very willing. You know, to call up a dear friend. You know, whether it was Rabbi Edelman over time, whether it was Rabbi Samuel or various other people, you know, who are really contemporaries of his. But in a way, you know, he followed very clearly what the Pirkei had taught us. You know, you know, some of us look for a Rebbe and we uh, close the book. You know, if Moshe Rabbeinu not here, you know, so I would ask my Rebbe, if my Rebbe was the greatest of all the great Rebbeim of all time. But he had this openness and this understanding that my job is to do what I can to really try to make sure that I'm doing my best to find out what Hashem wants for me. And if that's my job, so my job is really to call a friend, make someone into a mentor, recognize that it's my job to really decipher, how do I know I'm making the right decisions? So in a way, when a person has such a clarity that I may not know that I for sure have the right answer, but I know that I'm trying to follow the formula that's very clear of what I'm supposed to be doing in order to get to the right answer, That, in a way, is really what Hashem is telling me. You're doing the right thing. If we have a sense that we're doing what Hashem is telling us that we should be doing, it's very easy to understand why you could be so passionate and so dedicated. You know, when we open the book and we're not really sure, am I doing what's right? Am I not doing what's right? Is this really the word of Hashem? Is it not the word of Hashem? It really takes away a lot of our passion to really stand up for what our beliefs are. But when we have a sense, not necessarily that we know what's right, but we have a sense that I'm following the orders of Hashem as far as doing my best to try to figure out what's right. So It's like Hashem is telling me, hey, you're following, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That really was a source, I believe, in a lot of his passion. He felt like, listen, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to the best of my capacity. And he was able to be so passionate about what he was doing and so dedicated to what he was doing. So I feel like, you know, in a way, you know, we could all use many of these same words to really describe many people. And thankfully, we all live in a society where we are surrounded by a lot of people. But this very deep sense of an understanding of what the formula is to try to figure out what's right and wrong. And once we have the formula, a very deep sense of a recognition of, I really feel like I'm following the formula that Hashem has given to me in order to figure out what God wants for me in each given situation. It's really something that he believed in a very, very, very deep kind of way. And I don't know if uh, any of us, you know, have really been on the other end of a conversation of trying to convince him not to do what he really feels like Hashem is telling him to do. It wasn't an easy conversation ever, because he was really very, very committed. You know, if I really feel like this is the right thing to do, and I feel like I'm following the formula of figuring out what the right thing to do is, I can feel very dedicated and very passionate to making sure that I'm really following Hashem's uh, directions. So I remember one conversation that I had with uh, Rabbi Gans a couple of weeks before he had passed away. Where he was already not as strong as he used to be. And I really wanted to take an opportunity for myself. And I wanted to also really make, you know, have an opportunity to ask him, I asked him, can you share with me what your favorite schmooze was? You know, it was something that really touched his heart. And whenever he spoke about a schmooze, he spoke about it, you know, with such passion and such sincerity. So I asked him what's his favorite schmooze. I was curious for myself and I also, I wanted to cheer him up a little bit where he was talking about something that I knew brought him such happiness. And, you know, he thought about it for a while and he said, you know what? Honestly, I don't have a favorite schmooze. But he said something to me that was very eye-opening. He said, it's a little bit like asking someone who their favorite child was because he said, my love for each of my children was is so significant. And if you ask me, who's my favorite child? There's no way that I can really identify, you know, who that is. I mean, some might say that that's not fully true, but, you know, his mindset when it came to uh, um, mm-hmm. to his chosen was he had such an appreciation. He had such a value for any area of Torah that he really worked on with commitment with sincerity, and he was able to really uncover the depths of what Hashem is teaching us. It was something that really made his heart sing. You know, literally he himself would sing, you know, when he was working on a shmuz, when he was understanding a shmuz, the smile that came to his face, you know, when he was able to really, you know, hit on what he felt like was the truth that was coming from that chazal. It brought him such happiness. Now it brought him happiness, I'm sure, you know, he was a human being. It's good for our ego when we discover something that's really, really, really difficult. And I'm sure that uh, as a human being, you know, that was part of it. But a big part of what he was able to really um, feel and express in a very clear way to all of those around him is that I found something that is so precious and so special. The depths of the Torah are something that you know, these are God's gifts to humanity for our our ability to really understand, you know, the deep depths of the wisdom of Hashem. And when he was able to be part of the process of really working hard to really try to uncover, you know, some of these precious jewels of what Hashem is teaching us, it was something that brought such happiness to himself and he felt so good sharing it with others. So in a way, I know for myself, looking back, you know, I always took it for granted to a large extent. Yes, he says such amazing schmuzen. And I know he works really, really, really hard on it. But when he told me this perspective on how he looks at a schmooze, it really opened up like a whole different way that I understood what he was really doing in this process. He really had such a value for the depths of the Torah. And it wasn't just the depths of the Torah, it was the depths of the understanding of who is Hashem? What does Hashem want from us? What are the ideals and values that Hashem is teaching us for how to live our lives? And if you've ever had an experience of talk about of talking to Rabbi Gans about any decisions he's made in life, it was very, very, very unique. Or if you a similar kind of experience would be if you ever asked him advice about what you think you should do in any given situation. So I imagine that many of us here you know, can all relate to something that was very, very clear. First of all, almost every um, discussion that he had about what's right and wrong, first of all, had a little joke that was attached to it. And he had a funny story, but he also had two other things that were connected to it. One of them, there was always a chazal that was connected to it, where he was able to see and understand from a Rashi, from a Medrash, from a Ramban, from a Sfarno, from many different achronim, how they brought about the lessons of the Torah in such a way that was so connected to real life, where he was able to see the precious jewels of Hashem teaching us how to live. And if he was describing his decision or he was describing what he thinks you should do in any given situation, there was almost always some Rashi connected to it or some Medrash connected to it. Together with that, there was always some story about what he had learned from his own personal Rebbe. Somehow he has a collection of thousands of stories, and somehow they all connected to every given situation. So, in a way, when you think about that, first of all, he had some humorous, you know, element to it because that was part of his gentle style of going through life, where he really, you know, what I don't think he was based on the fact that he was trying to be humorous, it's just in a way he had a gentle style for trying to deal with many of the situations in life. But he also was able to recognize the wisdom of Hashem in a way that was taught to us, you know, through the words of the great rabbis you know, throughout the generations. And not only that, but he had so many experiences where he spoke to his own personal rebbe about so many different experiences in life that he had like an encyclopedia, an encyclopedia, you know, of all kinds of different questions and answers and situations where he had heard very specific things from the Rosh Shiva, from his Rebbe, that really related to any given situation. But in order to do that, it really took an understanding of it wasn't really just robotically applying, you know, what his Rebbe had taught or what Rashi had taught because I can guarantee you Rashi never saw an internet and Rashi never saw a child who grows up you know, in uh, the 20th, the 21st century or the 20, you know, Rashi never saw anyone going through the life that we're going through nowadays. So how does he recognize something that Rashi is saying that relates to us? How is he learning from an exact story from his Rebbe in a way that applies to his personal life right now? There were so many differences between the different scenarios, but when you have a true understanding of what Rashi is teaching us, you're not just mimicking a story. What did my Rebbe tell me what to do on a Sunday night, You know when there's uh, so-and-so and so-and-so is happening? His Rebbe never told him anything about that. But when you understand the Torah that's being taught to you with a lot of depth, you're able to understand the concepts. And when you understand the concepts properly, you're able to apply them, even to situations that are not exactly the same. But when you think about much of the advice that he ever gave, and many of the decisions he himself had, I don't know if he ever made a decision um, without really contemplating it over time. I'm sure that he did many times, but There were so many, any situation that was really somewhat complicated, it could be somewhat frustrating because he would talk about it and he would think about it and he would discuss it. And he really felt like it was so important to really make sure he understood properly what was going on in any given situation, that he was able to apply the depths of his understanding from the words of the Torah, from the words of the um, rabbis over time, and from the words of his own rebbe. Where, when he took it really seriously, I really want to do the right thing. I really want to understand the proper application of the words from the words of the Torah to this given situation. So, I have a very personal uh, challenge when speaking about anyone and uh, highlighting all kinds of positives about the person is the fact that in real life, we're all human. We all have a lot of greatness, we all have a lot of limitations. And in a way, creating a human being who uh, is beyond mortal, you know, is A, not true, and B, not helpful to anyone. Because if you create an image of someone who's not mortal, there are no lessons that you can learn from there that are relevant to any of us. And the reality of life is that it's not true. Hashem created malachim, he created angels, and he also created people. And people are not angels. We all have um, many, many different challenges in our own life. Many of them we pass, um, many of them we don't pass as well. And anyone who we know clearly in any direct kind of way, we're able to recognize that um, even the greatest of all people still are still human beings. And thankfully they're human beings. That's why they're here in this world. They're here to grow, they're here to get better and better every day. But I feel like in a way, when you think about the formula of what Rabbi Gans really believed very, very, very strongly in a very, very deep manner. And the way that he really ran his life, it's not really so relevant, whether he got a 98 on his test or he got an 89 on his test. But the formula is something we could learn from, and it's a a formula that we all follow to a certain degree, but the more that we commit ourselves, the more we believe in this formula in a deeper and deeper way, then the better and better we're gonna be able to uh, really follow the ways of Hashem in a very meaningful kind of manner. And I feel like the formula, um, at least the way that I understood him and the way that I interpreted what really made him tick, how did he really go through life? And I feel like the formula was very simple and very straightforward. My job is to serve Hashem. My opportunity in life is to serve Hashem. My greatest chus and honor is to serve Hashem. I'm very proud of the of the opportunity to serve Hashem. And what does it mean to serve Hashem? How do I know what Hashem wants from me? So as we were talking about in the beginning, he followed a very basic formula. What Hashem wants from me, he communicated to me. He gave me a Torah. He gave me a Torah that was interpreted through the rabbis, you know, throughout the generations. And these rabbis, they put together a Shulchan Aruch, they put together a Ramban and a Rashi and a Gemara and a Medrash. And through that system Hashem was speaking to me. And through each of the different Mepharshim um, throughout all the different generations who were clarifying more and more clearly to us what Hashem is expecting from us, what Hashem is asking from us, what Hashem is um, holding us responsible to do, the opportunities that Hashem is giving to us. Our job is really to decipher them to, be- to the best of our capacity. And he understood that it's really, really difficult to really understand them properly. And our job is not really to get what's ultimately objectively the right understanding, but our job is to do our best, to follow to the best of our capacity, to read the words carefully, to follow our personal mentors who are teaching us how to read the words and how to apply the words in a productive kind of manner. And when we follow that formula and we really believe very deeply, this is how Hashem is speaking to me. Hashem is telling me, follow this formula, follow this path. When you follow this path, that is what I'm telling you to do today. So in a way, it gives us that sense of direction for how do I figure out what my job is in life today? And once we have that sense, I feel like I'm really doing my job in life in a way that Hashem is telling me that... You should be following this formula. And this is the conclusion that I come to, to the best of my capacity, with the help of my rabbis, to the best um, of my capacity to get that clarity from my rabbis. So now I could have a sense of, I am doing what God has told me to do this morning. It's like Hashem is giving me a very individualized to-do list today. So if we really picture, if Hashem gave me a to-do list today, and that to-do list includes do A at eight o'clock, do B at nine o'clock, do C at 10 o'clock. I can tell you that when I'm doing A at eight o'clock, I'm going to be very passionate and dedicated to doing that. When I'm doing B at nine o'clock, I'm gonna be very passionate and dedicated to doing that. And let's say I have all kinds of other things going on in my life that are trying to pull me away from those things. Of course, I'm human and I'm going to slip at times. But overall, my passion and dedication are going to be very clear. My sense of pride, my sense of happiness, my sense of dedication, despite all the different winds of life that are trying to blow me away, I'm going to be grounded in a very, very real kind of manner. So, you know, I wasn't there um, throughout all of it, you know, Rabbi Ganz's different um, ups and downs in life as we all go through them. But I did join the family a number of years ago, and I was able to witness you know, many of them may be from one or two steps away. And, you know, just, it's not, I don't feel like it's my job or what I wanna do is to enumerate, you know, such specific situations. But even if, uh, you know, just the general feeling that I got, that I would like to share is just that sense that, you know, the winds of life are always gale winds and they blow us away from doing the right thing unless we're grounded. And this formula really keeps us grounded. Not only does it keep us grounded, it keeps us passionate to stay grounded because it gives us a sense, this is the formula of figuring out how to do A, the right thing, and B, to do what Hashem is asking me to do. And when we follow that formula, it's really something that can help us in a relatively simple kind of formula, but it's very difficult to believe in it and to follow it in a truly deep and meaningful kind of way. But the formula is something that's so accessible to all of us. We just really need to work on believing it and to really dedicating ourselves to it. And when we do, we could really be be much more capable and confident that we're going through life, trying our hardest to do what Hashem is asking us to do. So that was the aspect of my understanding of Rabbi Gantz's life that I wanted to share. There's so much about every human being that a person can share. So many individual stories, so many specific midos. And there's certainly so much more that we could all share about each of the different special people in our lives. But I feel like this is like just one aspect that I wanted to share, which is the formula that I feel like he used in order to really be extremely committed to doing the right thing and to really be so passionate about doing the right thing and to be able to really keep that commitment to doing the right thing, despite all the different uh, challenges that we all face you know, throughout our lives. So um, I don't know if it's the type of thing that's uh, helpful to have like a question and answer because Um, This is just my sense that I'm sharing with you about what I've really witnessed. And I can tell you just, you know, in closing, as I was really thinking about um, trying to present something, I myself really was getting much, much more of an appreciation of how simple this type of formula really is, but how difficult it is to really believe it and to have it as a m- big part of how we live our lives. And there's so much that we can grow from trying to understand why this is the right formula for how to live our lives and to understand the tremendous benefits that come from really, really believing and following in this formula and how it could help us really try to be the best Hashem, you Hashem know, that we could be throughout, throughout our lives. So I would like to thank Rabbi Mimin just for giving me the opportunity to share some of these words. You know, at first when he mentioned like, you know, maybe you wanna share something, I felt a little bit overwhelmed by the uh, responsibility or the opportunity, but um, I thank you Rabbi Shmiman for uh, encouraging me to do so. And thank you. Thank you. I feel like um, it's a big plus, you know, the more we can try to emulate these ways and we all do it to a large extent. And just if we can make it more and more part of our lives, I feel like it has tremendous benefits for us. And hopefully it should be an Eloy for his neshama. Amen. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us. And hopefully uh, we should all continue to grow to be the best ever Hashem that we could be. Amen. Okay. Be well, everybody.